you know them. Please tell me you know them. Give them a hand, folks. The Cheesy Wheezies. <laughs> That's not going in. Hey, guys. Welcome <laughs> to the Cheesy Wheezies podcast. Um, we're the Cheesy Wheezies. I'm Munch. I am Plongo. I am the third funniest man of the group. I'm Clown. I'm the second funniest. Sometimes the funniest. Man. <laughs> and that's that's coffee. <laughs> Who's sometimes <laughs> the third funniest. Like, oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> it's not true. That's me though. I'm the the I'm the funniest. I'm stronger. <laughs> By process of elimination, guess who's who. Um. So yeah, we're uh the cheesy wheezies. We met a while ago, ages ago, in a little server called Nobody Needs to Know, a Discord server that is. That was like January, like January around that yeah. time. What are you first talking about? Uh, editor bleep out, bleep out something that's. That that runs with the. It's contextual. I thought it was. Every, all you need to know. You is got it. All you need to know is that we're a bunch of friends who met online, and don't rhyme. Also, I'm not from that server. Don't you dare associate me with that. You're right, but you were a mutual connection. Plus, no, you were in there. You joined calls sometimes. I joined a call and I got banned immediately afterwards because I said the word Among Us in the group, in the general chat. Huh? Yeah. Anyways, we all have, we're all friends because we have similar interests and one of those interests being Five Nights at Freddy's and today we're going to be going over uh, what we remember to be the the history and the lore currently of Five Nights at Freddy's in honor of the movie. Personally, question I think it's mid. Well, go play Halo 3, nerd. Thank you. So, are we doing like timeline wise? Uh, I feel like I feel like it would be easier if we went game by game. I feel like if we just started like, all right, here's the beginning of the timeline. As I feel like honest, get yeah. lost. It's like so. I haven't played. I haven't played Sister Location. That's fine. We get up now. I, I haven't gotta go. I haven't played, I've only played the first game, and I skipped I straight to security breach. I haven't played quite a few of them. I've just kept up with the lore of them. So I the same, up, same here. I kept up until like uh, UCN, I, I guess. And then it's like, oh, okay, books, and I kind of like fell off immediately. I was huge in FNAF when it came out. <laughs> Editor, put this on screen. <laughs> no, not that. It's a goat man, dude. I don't know what it does. Editor, put that in binary code so people can see it. He doesn't. He's not doing anything. Anyway, so five minutes before he's one. That's um. Uh, I was under the impression that it's in the nineties, like for some reason. Yeah, the the common the common consensus is that one is in the nineties, like mid to late nineties. Didn't stop the nineties. It came out the same year as uh, Sonic CD. Two before one. Yes, but yes. one so. What? One came out. I think. I think it's one either takes place in ninety two or ninety three because of the date. But I think there was a leap year, which makes it ninety two. Um, mm. And originally, when that game came out, everybody, because of a certain YouTuber who shall remain unnamed, uh, he everybody Matthew thought Patrick. 
you. Anyways, everybody thought that the first game was just about a, a real-life murder that happened at a Chuck E. Cheese. And no honestly, one believed that shit. That shit was so no, dumb. that's not what happened. What the? <laughs> no, no. Honestly, honestly. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait. It's 2004. That, that, that's the only. That's the only theory he's put out. What? What? <laughs> So t ten year, ten years after the Freddy Fazbear murders, there was the Chuck E. Cheese murders. I remember being really frightened by that game theory when I was a child, back in the good old year twenty four fifteen. Well, you know, I just remember this. There's now sometimes evidence pointing to one taking place in two thousand three. What? <laughs> Fazcoins in the Fazcoins in Help Wanted say that Fazbear Entertainment has existed since 1983, and the first phone call in FNAF one says, "Like if I had to stay on stage singing those damn songs for 20 years, I'd be pissed off too." No. Uh, anyways, so yeah, I actually did believe I did believe the idea that FNAF one was about that murder. It's honestly like even today, like a lot of it. Still kind of holds up. There are a lot of similarities. Uh, put that okay on screening in. No. <laughs> don't put the fucking goat on screen. <laughs> <laughs> but only the second half, so nobody knows why. <laughs> nobody knows why it's a gif. It's just a still image. But yeah, we pretty much we pretty much know nothing about like once the first game came out, we pretty much got no lore information other than the uh, five animatronics are have dead kids stuffed in them and are possessed by them and there was a, a bite at, at some point <laughs> yeah of 87 which may or may not get retconned that's kind of what i like about the original trilogy like even with all the new stuff coming out they could still just draw the same basic story man yeah i'd say things really started getting complicated around fnaf 4. i'm going to bed no, you're okay. not. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I don't have the capacity to do a podcast at the moment. That's All right, later. Oh, yeah. I am not sober. <laughs> Should we say that he's drunk? No. No. Uh, he's one of the missing children. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'll see you guys later. I'll be missing. See ya. <laughs> All right. So Aaron just got stuffed into a golden Freddy suit. <laughs> So, He'll be back later, don't worry. He, yeah, he always comes back. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's 1 takes place somewhere in like the 90s, like early 2000s. It's at the end of the end of the 20th century timeline, and then after that it's like, what, like FNAF 3, uh, FNAF 6, UCN, and uh, uh, Help Wanted and Security Breach? Yeah, but uh, that's yeah. that's skipping way far ahead. That's so next is um, FNAF yeah, Two. Uh, FNAF, FNAF Two is the only one with a concrete date. Yeah, <laughs> it's in eighty-seven. Nineteen eighty-seven, when the bite happens, ties directly into the first game. But uh, yet, nobody still knows who fucking did it nobody to this day. Somebody was yeah. of a smelling bad, but uh, uh, FNAF Two introduced the purple guy. Uh, who who is like the reoccurring character out of all of it? There there are multiple purple men. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but that's really later. There's multiple purple men. People oh. thought there were multiple purple men at the time. Yeah. 
that was one of them was a slightly different shade of purple, and so that made people think he was a completely new character. Yeah. Um, and then Scott mm. said, no, that's not the case, but then he made a sister location like, you know what, I should bring this back for some reason. And then, yeah, but that's, again, in the future. So, <clears throat> for FNAF 2, it introduced that we were in a previous location, because it's a prequel, and there's a purple guy who is the killer and this purple guy who is the killer does work or has some affiliation with the whole company that we don't really know the full extent of yet mm. uh, this tampering with the animatronics or some kind of tool whatever it may be looks like a possibly phone. a phone possibly a phone <laughs> not a in some type of yellow suit mm. Uh, was that? Did they? Oh, they did say that in FNAF too. Yeah, yeah they yeah, said a yellow one. Yeah, but people thought it was just Golden Freddo because uh, because that was the only Man. yellow one. Yeah, because Mystery Man didn't exist yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there was a shadow. There was a shadow of um evidence. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah those f***ing things. And the only important one that's been showing up now is Shadow Bonnie. Yeah, Rick's real quick. Well, no, Shadow Freddy had. Okay, so yeah, in FNAF two, there were um. Uh, there was a Shadow Bonnie and a Shadow Freddy, and they literally don't do anything until FNAF 3, but that's later. Uh, is that it for FNAF 2? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the most... Yeah. Oh, it introduced one. the name Mike. It introduced the name Mike. Did it? Yeah, Mike... Mike Sh... Mike Schmidt? Schmidt was no, Mike Schmidt was FNAF 1, wasn't it? Yeah, Mike Schmidt, yeah. and then second game was Jeremy... Jer and um Fritz, Mr. Jeremiah. Jeremy what was, what was Jeremy Yeah, okay. And Fred Smith. And then uh yeah, so that's pretty much it. And then the third game, which is thirty years after FNAF one, and that's when the whole purple guy thing is I mean, it's not answered to the full extent yet, but we get a, a better a better look on it where purple guy seemingly dies in the in the yellow suit that was mentioned in the second game to the uh to the golden bonnie and, and then he became one of the best fucking designs ever made yeah then he became a, a, a raw ass design i remember fnaf became a three i i got into fnaf between fnaf two and three because fnaf two came out so quickly after one and two is when it was still like blowing up in popularity so <clears throat> yeah i remember uh i remember at school uh like i remember the first time i was hearing about fnaf 2 like i thought that uh, hearing that the toy animatronics and the vents i thought they were like literally toy sized and they were jumping through the vents because <laughs> i was like well, they're toy sized and it would make sense to go in the vents then... the fucking... <laughs> you predicted the movie script where it was just plushies take over manhattan it's true uh and then chica be missing her beak and then I remember the day the FNAF 3 trailer dropped. I didn't see the trailer yet, but um, then he it was it, the entire game five microseconds after. Earlier, earlier that day, like in that morning before I went to school, uh, I w that's when I was told that my mom was pregnant. And then when I got to school, people were talking about the new FNAF game, and that currently was the forefront of my mind. <laughs> Not the fact that I was having a sibling, the fact that I was like, oh sh. They were talking about Golden Bonnie in the in the trailers and stuff. And wasn't FNAF three advertised as the final chapter? Yeah, it was. I guess it was either that or people just took it like, oh, it's a trilogy. This means it's going to be the final one. I, uh, I think people hoped it was the last one. One thing that's about 
Five Nights at Freddy's well, Three, it establishes... Also, also, Sorry, FNAF 3 also had the good and bad ending, and I guess it was because of the good ending that people thought, oh, this is really it, isn't it? <laughs> They're all finally free. Oh, yeah. Well, mm. yeah. Oops. <laughs> the first three games, I mean, they don't really leave a whole lot up in the air. I mean, there are like a few questions, but like most of the everything gets resolved pretty nicely yeah. by the by the end of it, minus like the possibility that uh, Springtrap survived. And then just became more about like, oh, what's the name of this character? Who who died and who? Actually, yeah. We should say more about the story. Is that you said there's a good ending? There's um the mini games from FNAF two come back in FNAF three because FNAF one's pretty cut and dry. All the story that you can gleam is in the games. It's in the hallways. You can see newspaper clippings. But in the second game, there was introduced the concept of the death mini games, which is where Purple Guy shows up. And the reason why there was the discrepancy between the Purple Guy's two sprites is because they were different colors and also they were different styles of sprites even though all the cutscenes have different styles of sprites mm-hmm. it's like why and then in the third game the cutscenes uh, people thought about the one room yeah people thought the one room minigame was in Fred Bears <laughs> wait is that not Fred Bears? no that's not Fred Bears that's a Freddy location yeah cause the was there. Yeah, yeah but I thought the Oh, the puppet. Uh, That's the location where the withers came from, I think. Ma? Uh, well, I should say, since we're probably going to get into the books later, the murders happened in 85. Okay, okay, okay yeah. Let's go back to go the Go on about the Death Mini games. The timeline, uh, uh, now is FNAF 2. Purple guy kills the kids, puts them in the suits... And then, uh, in the the past events of FNAF 2, there was a Freddy's location before that where Purple Guy killed the kids and put them in the suits, and then that closed down, and then Freddy's reopened, which is the plot of FNAF 2. It's like, Freddy's is reopened, uh, with the new Freddy's reopened, and then the the puppet came to life and then gave everyone else haunting powers. Yeah, the puppet was the reason that all of the other animatronics were possessed. Yeah, yeah, because they had the dead kids in them, but they wouldn't have done anything if the puppet hadn't have helped them inhabit the suits, the the withered animatronic suits. Yeah, and the puppet was able to be possessed because it it basically like collapsed onto a dying child, but that's revealed in the later game. So yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, after FNAF two, um, there's the bite of eighty seven happens at the end of FNAF two, so that location is closed. We don't know who did it. We don't know who did it. And then a couple of years later, FNAF 1 happens. Nothing really happens. We don't even know who was bit. FNAF 1. Yeah, well, in FNAF 1, in FNAF 1, that's um, when uh, the FNAF 3 minigames take place at some point during the FNAF 1 location. Right. Where it's after it's closed. After it's yeah, closed, at some point. And there's a... Uh, yeah, purple guy disable like destroys all the animatronics, basically trying to rid them of the ghosts inside of them, and then uh, the ghosts end up trying to chase William after uh, purple guy. Well, for, I don't know his name yet. Uh, try to chase purple guy, and they they chase him into the Springlock suit, which was established in FNAF. Was that established in FNAF one or FNAF two? Springlocks? 
Um, I don't think no, so. There is, no, you, there is only a kind of if you count suit. If you count phone guy saying like he used the yellow one. Nah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, there were there is this thing introduced in FNAF three called Springlock suits, where basically you can wind up a crank or something, and it pushes back the endoskeleton, so there's room inside of the animatronic for a person to, like, wear the costume. Yeah. Um, which seems super f***ing impractical. The most dangerous, cost-effective method ever. Only in America. Well, yeah. I mean, it seems, like, super ineffective anyways, because you're still lugging around an, an entire metal yeah. endo... <laughs> you have to be fucking built for this job. <laughs> Yeah, Instead of just having a cloth suit. I think another one of the reasons that um, they did that um, was to, like, lessen the effect of the uh, the confusions. Like, why does the suit and the animatronic look different? Like, so, um, oh, yeah. The exact same thing. It's, um, in one of the books... Uh, never minding the, the fact that... that- so you <laughs> never, never minding the fact that human anatomy would not be able to fit one of those suits. <laughs> like what, like nine, seven foot suits? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why that's why Springtrap has five fingers because yeah. well, most of the other yeah, you, got, you, you gotta fit the finger, bro. Who cares if he's too tall? Springtrap also yeah. has like flat feet. Where do the human feet go? <laughs> On top. <laughs> I'm flat footed. <laughs> Oh yeah, bro. yeah I guess so, they're like um they're like yeah. yeah so in the FNAF one location that's where uh, purple guy ends up dying and the inside of the yellow springlock suit because they said that if the springlocks even get slightly wet uh, even from the moisture in someone's breath that it would cause the springlocks to fail which I want to know what the f- happens if it's humid like outside like if it's too humid are you, is that literally just a death sentence like what if oh man this is on you yeah. <laughs> If a kid, if a kid, you're, you're in a, a kid's pizza. You're gonna be sweating in that thing because it's hot as hell. And then if someone spills a glass of water on you, they're gonna be crushed. Like, what are those suits? What are those suits made out of? Because even in just an empty head, Jeremy's huffing like. I guess I guess kids are more sticky than wits, but you know. Anyways, uh, horrifying statement aside. After the purple guy dies in the springlock suit, uh, a couple then he's later, inside of a room for 30 years. For 30 years. Inside that room where he was oh, in that death state. And then FNAF 3 happens. Where, has it completely rotten away. Yeah, he's just kind of chilling for 30 years. But that's probably then, because of a... Because of what? what? Secret ingredient that we'll tell you about later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little secret, a little secret ingredient. Later. <laughs> yeah, and so after after that, thirty years go by, and then FNAF three happens, where a person works at the FNAF three location, and then by the end of the week, burns it down, and uh, pretty much nothing happens. The souls, the the good ending's not canon in FNAF three, right? Well, you, Scott, no, Scott has kept it ambiguous which ending is canon, but okay. but doesn't. But do, in order for later games to happen, doesn't that have to mean the bad ending is canon? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's not ambiguous. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much nothing happens because the bad ending isn't... The, everything stays the same. Springtrap doesn't how, die in the fire. But how exactly the bad ending is canon is the confusing part because people can't <laughs> decide, as we'll get into later, with sister yeah. location. Yeah, so should... none, of the, none of the spirits leave the animatronics, even though Purple Guy destroyed the animatronics. So I guess, dead. Yeah, I guess they rebuilt it. And then... Uh, Springtrap, who is now possessed by Purple Guy, 
uh, is also not dead because even though the building was burnt down, he survived. And then, yeah, so next is sister location. Wait, oh, no, 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 FNAF 4. No, FNAF 4. Before we Here's where Hang on. Munchka. Before we finish FNAF 3, I'd just like to. Um, the location in Five Nights at Thirties 3 is all of facade. Uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's 3 takes place at Fazbear's Fright, which is an attraction built inside of a theme park. It's like a um, Spooka's like, uh, universal Halloween kind of situation, where it's like a facade of a Freddy Fazbear's pizza, because it's taking advantage of the... I was going to mention this earlier, apparently the murders at Freddy Fazbear's was popular enough just to become like an urban legend, and that myth spun off into a phone dude's uh, Fazbear's Fright, which is they got a bunch of props from old Freddy's locations, and then phone dude finds <laughs> one, a real one. He finds his we're gonna put, we're gonna put you in a fursuit, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, if they don't find any, because all the animatronics are gone, like they can't find any, which and they can't afford, the and they hella can't afford to build a new one. They can't afford to build a new one. They should get the guy who made the um Glamrock Freddy suit. Honestly. I don't know. Track him down. But, okay, th so they can't find an animatronic. Phone Dude's gang can't find an animatronic. So, um, they're scrambling around Freddy's locations, and then they find, uh, they find Springtrap, and then they bring him over to Fazbear's Fright, and then uh, you're trapped in the building with Springtrap as the only animatronic in FNAF 3, but there's also hallucinations of shadow animatronics, which are uh, recycled models. It's, uh, I, I'm not sure of their significance. Like, why they're is giving it, a watermelon texture? Why is it FNAF One Chica? Why is it Withered Freddy? Why are these guys and their particular designs for it? Well, I think it's I think it's some way to foreshadow that you're playing as the same character in all these games because you have memories of characters from each game. Hmm. But then. Hmm. So the fact that there's a FNAF one design and a FNAF two design in there means that you are experiencing like, like you for whatever reason these are the ones, but they are establishing to some degree that you have seen seen uh, them before. Well, I I saw a theory recently. Isn't there like a theory like Springtrap is the one that's like making them? I've heard of that, but I literally have never understood it at all, and it sounds kind of stupid, so I'll ignore it. His evil stink is literally radiating off of him. Yeah, the rotting, the rotting flesh. Into its own being. Yeah, FNAF 3 also could be like a good finale because it's, yeah, the greatest hits of animatronics and also like BB and then just the, the purple guy, the guy, the, the man behind the slaughter. And the yeah, essentially, electronics. essentially the guy who, if you took the took the good ending as canon, then essentially, um, the guy who's responsible for all of these hauntings, he's dead. All of the people he killed are free, and that's basically the end of FNAF. So the third game really did kind of leave it like off in a good spot. Yeah, all the stuff that represents Freddy's was like all the stuff that um, Phone Dude and his friends got together to build into this one monument to all these murders and stuff, trying to take advantage of all the murders. It just it burns to the ground, which is like kind of symbolic, I guess. And then yeah. nothing's left except Springtrap is left, kind of. Who knows? Yeah. God throweth a bone and God taketh away. Tune in next time where we discuss the second Five Nights at Freddy's trilogy. Five Nights at Freddy's 4, Sister Location, and Five Nights at Freddy's World.
Sirén. 